Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. Today is February 1st, 2019. The day was February 1st, 1960. It was the height of the civil rights movement in America, and Black students across the South were organizing to fight for equal rights. Segregation between African-American and white people was the norm, and for years, activists had been fighting the status quo with methods of nonviolent protest. So on the afternoon of February 1st, Four students named Ezell Blair Jr., David Richmond, Franklin McCain, and Joseph McNeil purchased items, then sat down at a whites-only lunch counter at a Woolworth store in Greensboro, North Carolina. They refused to move. Their action that day was simple, but it took careful planning, and it spurred more sit-ins across the country. The four men all students at North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University would become known as the Greensboro Four. The four students would meet in their dorm rooms in so-called bull sessions, where they discussed the treatment of Black people in the U.S. and what they could do about it. But after Blair, now named Jabril Kazan, was denied service when he tried to get food at a Greyhound bus station, the group was moved to action. They knew they needed to do more and talk less to be able to incite real change. So they decided to protest racial segregation by conducting a sit-in at Woolworth, which was a large enough entity that any major disruption would get national attention from Black and non-Black people. And if they got enough media attention, they thought, then they could get Woolworth to desegregate. It's been said that white store owner Ralph Johns encouraged and counseled the Greensboro Four into the Woolworth sit-ins, but McCain and Kazan have denied the sit-in was Johns' idea. Anyway, the concept of a sit-in was not new. Activists had engaged in this kind of protest for over a decade by this point. In 1943, Polly Murray, a Howard University law student, who would go on to become a lawyer and priest, organized stool sittings in segregated cafeterias. Women in the Citizens' Civil Rights Committee in St. Louis, Missouri, held lunch counter sit-ins in the 1940s. And in the 1950s, the Congress on Racial Equality staged sit-ins in Baltimore to protest discrimination. But even though sit-ins had already been happening all over the country, The Greensboro-Woolworth sit-in sparked a massive movement. On February 1st, the Greensboro Four tried to order coffee at the Woolworth lunch counter, but they were refused service, as was the store policy. The staff asked the students to leave, but the students did not budge. When police got to the Woolworth, they said they couldn't take any action because the students hadn't provoked anybody. And even then, local media was already all over the story. So the four stayed at the lunch counter until the store closed early, and then went back to campus to find more people to join their cause. The next day, 
nearly 30 students showed up at the Woolworth counter to protest segregation. And the day after that, more than 60 students showed up. The Student Executive Committee for Justice sent a letter to the president of F.W. Woolworth asking the company to, quote, take a firm stand to eliminate discrimination. In the following days, the protests grew. Students from Bennett College and Dudley High School also joined the demonstrations, as well as white students from nearby colleges. Members of the Ku Klux Klan and white patrons heckled the students. But by February 4th, the sit-in had spread to another lunch counter at S.H. Crest & Co. And on February 5th, the protests had grown to over 300 strong and was getting a ton of media coverage. Some students protesting at the Woolworth and Crest stores did get arrested, but the boycotts were hurting the store's sales. And soon, people all over the country were organizing sit-ins and other forms of nonviolent protests against racial segregation. The Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee formed in April 1960 at the encouragement of civil rights organizer Ella Baker. And in July 1960, the Woolworth and Crest counters were integrated. F.W. Woolworth employees Charles Bess, Maddie Long, Susie Morrison, and Jamie Robinson were the first African-Americans to eat at the Woolworth lunch counter. I'm Eve Steffcoat, and hopefully you know a little bit more about history today than you did yesterday. Hey, y'all. If you listened yesterday, you know that I had a cold. I am still recovering from that cold, which means my voice is still hoarse. So thank you for bearing with me again. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come back tomorrow for another tidbit from history. History.